0: American National Insurance, and Spiritless. As the weather turns colder and you're looking for a truly delicious glass of red, I have an idea for you. Chimney Rock. Most everyone knows Napa makes world-class wine, but not everyone knows that within the Napa Valley lies a very small but very special sub-region called Stag's Leap District. It's home to Chimney Rock Winery. This winery specializes in Cabernet that is truly delicious. The wine is filled with beautiful layers of complexity and finishes with a velvety texture that Chimney Rock is known for. This is a wonderful option for gift-giving and a perfect option to bring to a special dinner party. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations, led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For. People who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, Visit americannational.com slash dine. If you listen to this podcast, you know I love a great founder story. That's why I love the story of Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. Three young women from Louisville, Kentucky, who had the idea for a healthier bourbon. Healthier in the sense it has no alcohol. So you can have an evening cocktail with no guilt and almost no calories. It is so delicious. I love to squeeze an orange slice, a couple of dashes of bitters, shake it with ice, and then strain it into a beautiful glass and just kick back. If you'd like to try a bottle of Spiritless, you can use promo code TODINEFOR to get free shipping. Before we get to the podcast, I want to share the story of three young women who are carving their own path in the beverage industry. They started a company called Spiritless. Their first product is called Kentucky 74, and it's a non-alcoholic bourbon. You can use it as the base for so many delicious mocktails or drink it by itself on the rocks. What I like to do is go halfsies, meaning you mix it with a foolproof bourbon to lower the ABV in your cocktail. I put a little honey, cinnamon, and an orange slice, and it is truly delicious. If you'd like to enjoy an evening cocktail with no guilt, you can use promo code TODINEFOR to get free shipping. Welcome to To Dine for the Podcast, where we meet the world's most brilliant and innovative minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's podcast is Michael Tubbs.
1: Do you want your success rooted in just how much money you make or how much change you're able to make?
0: Michael Tubbs made history when he became the youngest mayor of Stockton, California before the age of 30. But before that, he became the youngest city council member at the age of 22. From a table at Michael's favorite restaurant in Stockton called La Pama. We dive into the dishes he loves and find out why he loves them. And then we hear the incredible story of a young man with political ambition from a very young age who chose a life of public service because he felt he had to. Please enjoy my interview with Stockton, California native Michael Tubbs. Today, I'm in Stockton, California, on my way into La Palma Mexican Restaurant, a true neighborhood gem. I'm meeting a trailblazer, a young man who has undergone so much to get where he is, and now has a new vision for his hometown. Mayor Tombs, how are you? So nice to meet Welcome to Stockton. you. Stockton. Stockton, California, the 13th largest city in the state with the most diverse population in the country and a history of tough times, battling violence, staggering unemployment, homelessness, and even bankruptcy. In 2011, Forbes named Stockton America's most miserable city. But this central California city of 316,000 has come a long way, thanks in part to its young mayor. In this new revitalized Stockton sits a cantina-style restaurant in the heart of the Miracle Mile, La Palma, This is where Michael Tubbs chose for our meal. We dine outside while their indoor seating is temporarily closed. First of all, thank you for bringing me here. This is so fun. I'm just, I'm so honored to be in Stockton. My question is, why La Palma?
1: La Palma's right by my house. Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember when I was on paternity leave, I would, my wife needed like an hour to herself. I would take the baby, we would walk to La Palma, we would eat. Um, fish tacos. They were always so welcoming to the baby. They loved them. They would pick them up and, and let me eat. Hi
0: there. How are Happy you? Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How you been? Good. Busy. Good. Busy, huh? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, isn't it funny that no, even, no matter how good the food is, sometimes it just comes down to how you, they make you feel?
1: Oh, and they're like family, the staff, um, their family, their daughters, their sons. Um, And and for me, that just speaks to what I love about Stockton.
0: It's no surprise Michael Tubbs is attracted to the vibe at La Palma. Their story is actually a lot like his dream for the citizens of his hometown. Just because you don't come from it doesn't mean you can't achieve it. The owners, Judith and Rafael Duarte, met while working at a restaurant. She was a waitress, he was a chef. Both were born and raised in Mexico City and knew they had what it took to start their own business, so they went for it. In 2009, they opened La Palma, a quaint restaurant that delivers authentic Mexican cuisine in a fine dining atmosphere. All three of their children work in the family business with them, including their son, Manuel.
1: It's all I've known. I've been in it since I was 15. They've taught me everything. I just like dealing with people. Everybody from all walks of life should feel like they're being treated like a king here.
0: This small family-owned and operated gem serves up delicious Mexican cuisine. Tacos overflowing with fish, chicken, carne asada, and carnitas. Sizzling fajitas and a platter where you get to mix and match it all and create your own custom Mexican dish.
1: My parents are both from Mexico City, so we try to bring that as close to, if not exactly to what they used to have when they were kids. So I want them to feel like they're in Mexico without having to travel as far.
0: Under this gorgeous California sunshine, I am sitting down to dine with one of America's youngest mayors, a hometown hero who grew up in poverty on the south side of Stockton, graduated on scholarship from Stanford University, captured Oprah's attention, and has set his sights on turning this town around. Mayor Michael Tubbs is addressing Stockton's problems with bold vision, taking on violent crime, poverty, homelessness, and the education gap. Those are just a few of the issues on his plate.
1: It's my home that gives a certain personal and visceral nature yes. to the work we're doing, but also an understanding of who to talk to, how to communicate.
0: Today, Michael tells me how he got here as we feast on his favorite dish, fish tacos, a soft corn tortilla with grilled fish, a hint of cheese, lettuce and tomato, topped with a house dressing that's a hybrid of tartar sauce and Thousand Island. If you had to explain to someone who's never been to Stockton, how would you explain Stockton, California?
1: It's a city that definitely has a share of challenges. Definitely has room for growth and opportunity, but it's a city that's been to rock bottom in terms of being once bankrupt, being sort of homicide capital of this country about a decade ago, but has found a way to band together and not to solve everything with a magic wand, but has improved on all those things.
0: This is your hometown. I think that's really important. And you speak passionately about your mother and father, about how they shaped you and molded you, positively and negatively. Can you explain that? So
1: my mother, she had me as a teenager. She was a junior in high school when I was born, I walked the stage with her during her senior year. I remember she would implore me to make sure I went to college, make sure I got all the degrees necessary because so many jobs were closed off to her, not because she couldn't do the work, but because she didn't have a college degree. Yeah. And she would always say, don't let anyone limit you. Mm. So I learned a lot from that. And then from my father, who's been incarcerated for practically my whole life, I've, I've just learned kind of two different lessons. As a child, I learned just I don't want to ever incarcerated i don't want to ever get in trouble i I want to work i have to work twice as hard three times as hard and then as i got older i've learned that so much of the emphasis is on the individual choices people make Mm. and that matters for sure but it's actually the environment in which those choices made that lead to the consequences meaning that a choice made by a young person in stockton will probably lead to a different outcome if it's a negative choice and a choice made from a young person. Same choice made mm-hmm. from a young person in Beverly Hills.
0: Mm-hmm. When you saw the opportunity, you saw what your mother, all the struggles that your mother went through, and you saw the difficulty of your father being in prison and um, the life that, the choices that had led him to that moment, what was it about you that said, I personally am going to change my outcome? Where did that come from? I think
1: that it's come from my mother, my aunt, and my grandmother mm-hmm. in that There's always a valid excuse, right? And those things are real. It's not to minimize those, those things matter. But what I learned from them was that we could talk about excuses, or we could talk about, this. in spite of, we're gonna do more, and it's not fair. And they just never made excuses. They never set the bar low for me. They always, I remember going to private school, and they would say, these kids have doctors and lawyers for parents but you can still get the best grade in the
0: class. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, is these the fish tacos? Yes, that's Oh, they tacos. look amazing. Is, that pink is there anything else we can get started? This looks amazing. This Thank you so much, Enjoy. appreciate it. Michael heard the matriarchs of his family loud and clear, working hard to earn a scholarship to Stanford University. For Michael, college opened the door to opportunities that once seemed unobtainable. He interned at Google and then interned at the Obama White House when a phone call from back home in Stockton changed everything. You were at Stanford, you were interning at the White House when you got the devastating news that your cousin had been shot and killed. You cite that as a very much a definitive moment in your life, and that is what helped, led you to public service, is that right?
1: 100%. Um, Growing up, my mom always said, You'll be successful. You'll make a lot of money. And to do that, you have to leave Stockton.
0: You thought you had to leave yes, Stockton. Yes, she's like, be
1: proud, you're from Stockton, but you're right. not going to stay here. She not going say, you're not staying here, no. Right. So I internalized that, meaning that, oh, to be successful, maybe you left. It's like, okay, I have to leave to be successful. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like, okay, I'm actually successful. Like, This is what we were talking about. We're, we're there, Mom. And then when my cousin was murdered, I, that really was a like huge pause in terms mm-hmm. of, what's the success for, and mm-hmm. actually, is, do you want your success rooted in just how much money you make, or how much change you're able to make?
0: The calling to come home led to Michael's first campaign for a seat on the Stockton City Council at the age of 22.
1: That's why I decided to run for city council. I've been thinking I would not because I wanted to win, but I just felt this strong calling. This murder happened. Maybe it's for me to figure out how to prevent it happening from happening for other families. And wow. I said, well, even if I lose. At least I tried so that I could, be, I could do what I wanted to do.
0: It wasn't about winning, it was really about going after it.
1: I was a little bit terrified because I saw so clearly. I was like, well, if I don't do this, whatever I do is going to be bad. It's not going to work out because right. this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You felt it. Yes, yeah, so I said, if I run, if I lose, that's fine. If I don't run, I'm going to have this nagging sense of I should have did this and I'm just not going
0: to be tormented. So you're 22 years old and you make the decision to run for city council. <laughs> And I'm sure everyone was, you know, scratching their head, telling you you're crazy. My mom was like, nah. <laughs>
1: she was like, why? And then she sat me down. And she said, Do you feel guilty because you're a cousin? Mm. You being here would not have stopped that. Mm. Was, that happens all the time. Mm. Like, where are you? And she's like, you don't have to come back. And then she yeah. said, If anyone else had the chance, they wouldn't come back. Like, why are you doing this? It's been like this forever. What's going to change? Like, no, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, this is the worst time to come back. There's no win here. You're bankrupt. The homicides are through the roof. Like, you're going to spend the next four years saying no. You're not going to be able to spend money on anything because the city doesn't have money. Like, Why? Like, This is not the time for you. Go and it's better. And it's more
0: stable. And, and so why did go. you do it?
1: I'm pretty stubborn. And I think once I get my mind made up of something, after much reflection and prior thinking, I, I, I just knew. I, I literally felt that I, I'm just. this is what I'm supposed to do
0: for such a time as for this? For such a
1: time as this, literally, and, and people just were confused. I, there's, this is, I said, no, you guys, listen, I really believe that in 2012, I'm supposed to be running for office in Stockton.
0: Michael focused his campaign on what he knew about growing up in Stockton, a problem he was all too familiar with, that it was becoming routine for young people who looked just like him to die before their 21st birthdays. And no one stepping into a position of leadership like you were attempting to do at 22 in the city council. That's how you get your start. Let's
1: talk about this issue and then why it's not the community you want to live in and then momentum started building and it was like, oh wow, and then Oprah endorsed.
0: That's right, 21-year-old Michael Tubbs got Oprah's attention. The billionaire media mogul met him during a luncheon at Stanford. She heard about his run and asked about his hometown. Days later, out of nowhere, she donated $10,000 to his campaign. Oprah told Michael it was only the third time she'd ever contributed to a political campaign. When Oprah endorses you, you know you're onto something. We'll have more on this conversation in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsors. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails. But with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, in the states in which they're licensed. Visit AmericanNational.com dine. As the weather turns colder and you're looking for a truly delicious glass of red, I have an idea for you. Chimney Rock. Most everyone knows Napa makes world-class wine, but not everyone knows that within the Napa Valley lies a very small but very special sub-region called Stag's Leap District. It's home to Chimney Rock Winery. This winery specializes in Cabernet that is truly delicious. The wine is filled with beautiful layers of complexity and finishes with a velvety texture that Chimney Rock is known for. This is a wonderful option for gift giving and a perfect option to bring to a special dinner party. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. When Oprah endorses you, you know you're onto something.
1: That was the ultimate confirmation because mm-hmm. it happened in April. Mm-hmm. It was two months after announcing. It was mm-hmm. it was at a time where I was worried because people weren't showing up to volunteer and the money wasn't coming in, so I had some doubts about is this the right thing? Mm-hmm. Literally at the when the lowest moment, the check from her came and I remember crying and saying, "No, I told you guys this is literally what I'm supposed to be doing, and yeah. all we have to do is do our part," and so they end up working out. It
0: was a confirmation it that was you were on the right path.
1: Ultimate confirmation. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that was like, OK, we're, we're on to something. And that's when I knew for sure we are going to win. I said, that's just, you can't script that.
0: Mm-hmm. Michael served four years on the city council, but felt the role wasn't enough to truly change his town.
1: So my old council district where I grew up is 10 minutes away from a more affluent district and 10 minutes away in the same city. The difference between zip code 95205 and nine five two one two one nine and life expectancy it's 10 years, and not because of the choices people are making, because no one chose to live in an unsafe community where they can't exercise, no one chose to put more liquor stores and grocery stores in their community, no one chose these things, but, but, but that's the reality. I realized, as a councilman, to enact a structural change, I wanted to see where, between the same zip codes, there's a 30 percent difference in the rate in unemployment, there's a $75,000 a year difference in, in income that being a councilman was not going to cut it. So that's when I decided to run for mayor.
0: On November 8th, 2016, Michael Tubbs, the kid from the streets of Stockton, was elected mayor of the city of Stockton after winning 70% of the vote. At the age of 26, he was the nation's youngest mayor of any major city in America and the first African American to get the job. What was that like when you actually won for mayor, becoming one of the youngest mayors in the country? I remember just feeling like,
1: particularly given that Trump had won nationally, and I had won in Stockton, feeling that, wow, like, Stockton's actually on the cutting edge. Mm. That, that we're not, people are looking at the Stockton election embarrassed or, or sad. People are looking at Stockton as a place for hope. Mm. That is mm. that had never been part of my childhood, so I was like, oh, wow.
0: You didn't realize that what you were doing was actually becoming a role model and that you were giving hope to, to young people. No,
1: no idea, and, right. and then also this idea that because we won with such a margin that, oh, wow, we can actually do something
0: mm-hmm. that,
1: that we people are, are listening. Also super proud. I remember talking to my mom and saying, who would have thought when we were living in the projects or living in condominiums and hearing gunshots at night, mm-hmm. that I would be the mayor. Yeah. Right? It, it, even to this day, even though it's been three and a half years, I'm always like, I'm, I'm the mayor. Right. Like, <laughs> Or, or, and it's
0: not just a moment for you, but for your mom, oh, for your dad. For the entire yes.
1: family. I remember yeah. one time, a guard called me and said, there's a Michael Tubbs in here that says that's your father. Is that true? I'm like, oh yeah, that's my dad. They're like, really, you're the mayor? I'm like, that, that, that's my dad.
0: How many elected officials of, of a city like Stockton you know, have a father that's in prison, have gone through that experience? I mean, that gives you empathy.
1: Yeah, and I think it also gives me a real heart and a real willingness to be bold, not for boldness sake, but, but to be bold for particularly people with those experiences. Right. So you usually don't have someone who's gonna champion them right. or just challenge stereotypes or say, no, actually, let's focus here. Right. This, is, this is important for us. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, I'm so thankful.
0: In a way, you are a poster child for someone who is young and not afraid to jump in there. So how is youth? your superpower? Oh,
1: I think youth is my superpower because there's a different set of urgency. And the urgency I feel is not for today, but for the future. Mm. Like I my colleagues, they get tired of me sometimes, mm. but I say, well, I'm gonna be the one here for sure <laughs> when it hits the fan. Mm-hmm. And then, all right, actually today, I'm gonna be cleaning up 30, 40 years now, God willing. And I think being young, makes me safe for other people. So I've been able to build coalitions and alliances and unlikely partners and allies because I'm young. So I haven't been arguing with them for longer than four years. I, there's not a 20 year of, of professional...
0: <laughs> you don't have a lot robbery. of grudges. Yeah, I don't have grudges, <laughs> I'm don't
1: have. i new.
0: Three and a half years into his term, Michael's hometown is on the rebound.
1: I, I realized that given the diversity of Stockton that the first step to making change will be to again answer the same question, who is our neighbor? And realizing that our our destiny as a city was tied up in everyone.
0: In 2019, unemployment numbers in Stockton dropped to 5.7% from the staggering 15% when he first took office. His advanced peace program is securing his streets. Homicides are down 40%. Shootings are down 31%. His education initiatives are providing full scholarships for any Stockton student who graduates with a 2.0 GPA and wants to continue their education. And then there's his bold and sometimes controversial SEED program. Will you explain what is SEED? And that is an initiative that you have created and started. What does it mean? And what does it mean for the people of Stockton?
1: So SEED is our universal basic income pilot. Mm So we were talking about basic income since 2017. And part of it, because I just believe the root cause of a lot of the issues we're facing in Stockford is just poverty and economic insecurity.
0: Mm-hmm. So and really, what does it do?
1: We've given 125 randomly selected residents $500 a month for the past 18 months.
0: Can they do anything they, they want with it? They can
1: spend it however they want. There's no requirements on, on terms of how it's spent because part of what we want to illustrate is that as communities writ large, and particularly as elected officials, you should be able to trust your constituents mm-hmm. to make right decisions. And what we've seen in the past 18 months is that people spend money how you and I spend money, mostly on food, on utilities, on their kids. And also this, this, this idea that folks aren't struggling because they can't manage money, it's they don't have money to manage.
0: Mayors across the country have really stepped up in Herculean ways over the past six months. And I'm curious, as to what you think and how it has been over the past six months for you leading through COVID? And I'll let you answer that however you want. (laughs) No,
1: I I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I have to be honest. If I had a crystal ball Mm -hmm. and I had saw sort of COVID-19 sort of civil unrest, sort of wildfires on the horizon, Mm -hmm. I would have at least thought twice (laughs) about wedding um, to, to be mayor, Really? Um, because Cause it's cause been it, so hard. It's just incredibly challenging, not because the, the answers are elusive, but because the resources are. And you know that real people are really struggling and really suffering.
0: A global pandemic tearing through this town isn't the only stress Mayor Tubbs has had on his plate lately. Just as the video of George Floyd's death rocked communities across the country, Stockton's diverse population took to the streets to protest. I would imagine being one of only a few black mayors in this country, it took on a deeper significance for you. What has the past few months, the past summer, meant for you as a black man leading a US city? You
1: no, know, I think as a black man leading a US city with a black son who's 11 months old and is coming to this country, it's been a real reckoning person. And because of COVID-19 and, and, and just the amount of energy around George Floyd, it gave me the time to really reflect on my own feelings as a person before I'm a mayor.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: realizing that I was very angry
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was saddened mm-hmm. and, and disgusted mm-hmm. and scared for my son, mm-hmm. and that we had to figure this out once and for all. It's been challenging for sure, but it's also been inspiring to have so many different people. I'm protesting. Our protests that really focus on the issue what we try to solve. And also hear from all types of people, hearing from um, some of the biggest Republican leaders in our city, um, business owners, etc. saying, Mayor Tubbs, Black Lives Matter, what more can we do? This is the first time I've heard from like white people about how messed up this is, how upset they were, and how really? we need to make a change. When that happened, I said, okay, I think change will actually happen this time.
0: When you look to the, the future of Stockton, what do you want to see?
1: I want to see a community that my son feels like he doesn't have to leave to be successful, mm-hmm. that he could stay and have a fulfilling life, a great life, and, and still be successful.
0: The ecosystem Michael is trying to build is evident in Stockton's downtown. Michael is eager to show me where there once were desolate streets and empty storefronts, there is now a newfound energy. Diverse restaurants, thriving local businesses, musical events on the waterfront. Stockton is becoming the kind of city he wants his son to grow up in. So you are uh, a new dad. I mean, you have an 11-month-old. What's it like being the father of an 11-month-old?
1: It is the most amazing, challenging thing I've ever
0: done. You know, when when people hear the name Michael Tubbs, which was your father's name, which is your father's name, it's also your son's name, what do you want them to think?
1: I want them to think of possibility. I want them to think of um, service. And, and, and I want them to think of hope, not hope. And like some, we close our eyes, click our heels, things will get better, but hope in terms of that change is possible that you could go from being incarcerated to the mayor, to the child of a mayor mm. in two generations. Mm. And, and that is possible.
0: What a way to see Stockton, California, through the eyes of its leader, a young man who had every chance to leave this troubled city, but his heart told him to stay, to fight, to right the wrongs that led his father down the wrong path, and to embrace the possibility his teenage mother made him believe. Michael has a bold vision for the future of Stockton, and that is to make this city a place no one wants to leave. Thanks for listening to To Dine For the Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at to Dine for TV and Facebook. At to Dine For with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For the podcast, American National, Spiritless, and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Gollner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Planning for your next trip?